Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I am glad you're here for another episode, and we have a poem to share For those who are new, if you write a poem about your homecoming journey that you would like me to share with our audience, please send it to me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. And we have a poem today from Tiffany Eve. And Tiffany's poem is called Bloom. I watch every day looking for more signs that you'll break new ground soon. In the midst of winter, There are few signs of life, but I know that you are preparing yourself in ways that cannot yet be seen. When the sun draws you to the surface, revival will begin. First, your leaves appear, bringing with them a new life, a new future, to the dismay of your observers. You rise in your own time, in sync with the spirit by whom you were created. Then there is a glimpse, delicate yet vibrant outer petals emerge. One look at your buds and in comes joy because I knew know of the unfolding that is about to take place. And without any fear, you open up, trusting that you are right on schedule. Your admirers flock to your side eagerly witnessing your development. Your beauty has required patience. You proudly expand knowing that this has always been your fate. Colors explode from your center and you stand tall and unapologetically as onlookers gaze at your majesty, longing for each day to pass. All has been worth it. Surviving the frigid wind and rain has prepared you for this moment. This is when you bloom. Yes, Tiffany. Yes, yes, yes. I love your poem. I love it. I love it. I love it. And Tiffany said that this poem is for all of us trauma survivors, like beautiful flowers Tiffany believes that we all have the capacity to bloom again. Oh, thank you so much for that. And speaking of blooming again, our theme for today is overcoming and healing a fear of intimacy. This is so important. And this topic also came by request from several of you who uh, become very anxious when you think about being connected with others, become very anxious when you think about what it will mean uh, to be known, for people to really see you, can feel frightening, stress-provoking, overwhelming. 
And so you may find yourself either avoiding relationships altogether or you're in relationship or in friendship, but you don't let people really get to know you, to see you, to experience you, or you push through that, but you constantly have uh, this sense of dread and a fear. And I want to invite you to just take a moment to reflect on where you are as it relates to the fear of intimacy, the fear of connection, the fear of being seen and known. And it may be a fear that you're very much aware of. And so as soon as you heard the title, you said, this is for me. Or you may um, not have really thought about it. But as you start to consider some of your patterns in relationships, you may be able to acknowledge that perhaps a part of the way you have functioned with people is related to a fear of intimacy. And then there may be those of you on the journey who can give a testimony in some ways that you had that fear in the past uh, that you worked through it, you healed it. Of course, we're never all perfect, but you feel in a lot of ways that you're on the other side of it, that you have been able to connect in relationship, in partnership, in companionship, in friendship, and to truly be open and present and really being able to uh, share with people in, in intimate ways. And so wherever you find yourself, I am glad that you're here. And so uh, this fear of intimacy for some people may be rooted in childhood experiences um, of abuse or neglect. And so as a result of people who were supposed to care for or nourish and nurture you, um, as a result of them mistreating you, uh, harming you, violating you, or as a result of them not uh, being intentional um, and respectful and consistent and reliable as it relates to your needs, both physically and emotionally, you may have uh, developed this anxiety that um, people are not really going to uh, show up for you or that if you let them in too close, they're going to discover something bad about you or wrong with you, and then they are going to leave like everyone else. And so we have done uh, episodes on abandonment issues and trust issues, um, which are connected, which are related. And if you haven't heard those episodes, I encourage you to check them out. Um, and we want to also center in, though, on this issue of uh, the intimacy and the fear of genuinely, authentically letting people know who you are uh, to really reveal yourself, to not uh, pretend. And sometimes we um, are presenting as something we're not because we are afraid. Can people handle who we are? Will they like, love, appreciate who we are? And so some people have become masterful in being people pleasers and trying to study and anticipate who other people want you to be and presenting that. But even in that, you will feel like a fraud and not really 
feel loved because the person that they like is not even really you. It's just, you know, you feeding back to people what you think they want you to be. And so when we talk about really getting to this place of intimacy, we're talking about genuinely sharing your truth, right? The essence, the core of who you are, which makes sense that we would get to this episode as we are talking about the homecoming journey, because how can I share a self that I do not know? How can I share with you who I genuinely am if I am not genuine within myself, if I'm not clear authentically about what is it that I think, right? What is it that I feel? Because I can't tell you if I have not given myself permission to think it and to feel it even within myself. And so to really uh, shift uh, past that fear of intimacy is not only that genuine sharing, um, but it is also being able emotionally and physically to experience closeness and connection uh, with others, right? And so sometimes you can feel like I'm around people, but I am still by myself, uh, that I am holding back, that there is a wall between me and the world. And uh, sometimes we have put that wall in place as a shield of protection, as a force field, uh, because we don't want to get hurt, right? We don't want to be disappointed. We don't want to be rejected. And you can feel like you still have power, right? If I keep my wall up and things don't work out in this friendship or relationship, it doesn't matter to me, right? It doesn't matter to me because my wall was up and I didn't let you get to really know me anyway, right? So one way or another, if you here or there, it doesn't matter because I'm not really present. Yes. So it is a way of us protecting our hearts and our spirits. But what you can also hear in that is the ways it can be self-sabotaging uh, because I am afraid to be all in. And so the other person can sense that and is also often uh, usually then holding back because they can feel how fragile uh, the connection is, right? And so um, when I say fear of intimacy, it also means that there is a part of you uh, that would like connection, right? That there is a part of you that even though it is frightening, uh, desires closeness, companionship, desires to be known, desires to be heard, uh, desires to be felt desires to be appreciated. And so we want to really work through that. I encourage you to think about which aspects of yourself uh, you hold back. And for some of you, you're going to say all of them, <laughs> all of them. I don't let people know me at all. And if that is the case, uh, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. And I'm glad you're here and glad you're listening. And for those of you who can connect in some areas and not in others, you can think about in which areas. So uh, emotionally, you know, do you feel comfortable sharing with people what you feel, right? Uh, cognitively or psychologically, are you comfortable sharing your thoughts? Uh, sexually, 
Are you comfortable uh, sharing your body? Are you comfortable with intimacy uh, spiritually, speaking about and sharing about um, your spiritual walk, path, journey, gifts, doubts, concerns, experiences, right? So what are the parts of yourself that you feel uh, disconnected from other people? And what are the reasons? Now, if there is a specific person that you don't feel comfortable sharing something with, uh, because they have said or done something that lets you know it's not safe to share that, uh, then that wouldn't be a general fear of intimacy. That would be a caution or concern um, or a vigilance based on what people have revealed about themselves. Yes. So this is really important to distinguish because we don't want to um, say that an issue that you have an issue to work on if, in fact, what you're actually doing is using discernment um, because some people have revealed to you uh, that they are not safe to talk to. Yes. So we do want to make that distinction. Is it person specific or is it a, a general way of being in the world um, that you've noticed within yourself that, you know, even when people are nice or kind or consistent, that within you you know, based on past experiences, it is frightening, uh, overwhelming, scary, intimidating uh, to connect, right, to connect. And so um, whether the things that created your fear of intimacy were in childhood or adulthood, I want you to know it is possible uh, to build friendship, to build relationship. And I am sharing some tips here through the podcast, but I also encourage if it is um, a um, ongoing concern for you, for you to think about um, connecting with a therapist, with a mental health professional who can also help to address the blocks um, and the fears so that you do not have to continue to self-isolate. And so um, whether... Uh, you fear being hurt, um, being abandoned, or being rejected, uh, you can still work through those to get to a place of connection and companionship and the gift of being known. Um, but I also want to name that for some of you, the fear is not that the person is going to leave you or reject you or judge you harshly, um, but instead Instead, some of you fear relationship or connection because you fear you will lose yourself in other people. And that fear may be based on observing that growing up. Perhaps, you know, one of your parents was perpetually kind of losing themselves, losing their self-esteem, losing their money, losing their self-respect, um, you know, chasing after a person or you know, wanting someone to choose them. And you may have grown up seeing that and said, that will never be me. Or you may not have seen it, but verbally, you may have had a parent or mentor tell you to never give somebody your heart, never trust people. So some people, it's not just what they observed, 
but you may have directly been taught those messages that gave you the fear of intimacy, that told you all people will want you for is your body. All people will want you for is your money. All people will want is to use you and don't let them use you. So some of you grew up having that script drilled in your head. And the fear of losing yourself may not only come from what you saw or what you were told, but it may also come from what you have experienced. And so for some of you, uh, you don't trust yourself, right? It may not be, I don't trust other people, but you have had past relationships where you feel like you lost sight of yourself, right? So it may be that it ended up being an abusive relationship, or maybe it was not even abusive. It's just that you uh, surrendered or gave up so much of your identity for the person, and you don't want to do that again. And I hear that. I hear that strongly. And I also want you to know there is middle ground uh, because sometimes we have the idea in my head, in your head, uh, you may have the idea that it's either I give all of myself away and lose myself in a relationship or I let no one in, right? And that's a false choice. We call that a false dichotomy. Um, it's a distorted cognition where I believe those are the only two options, right? Lose myself or uh, totally wall myself off, isolate myself. And so it is possible and it is healthy to have intimacy, connection, friendship, companionship. And in the relationship, in the friendship, I am still my whole being, right? That instead of losing or erasing myself, that the friendship relationship enhances me, uh, adds to me, supports me, and I also support the other person, uh, encourage them, celebrate them. And so we are mutually coexisting instead of it being 100% the other person and 0% of me. Yes. So it may more so be the nature of these friendships, the nature of the relationships, right? Because if my only experience is in one-sided friendships and one-sided relationships, then of course I will believe to protect my mind, my body, my heart, my spirit, I have to stay away from people, right? But those were unhealthy models and experiences of connection. So uh, we want to really consider um, the pieces of your life that have led to the fear of intimacy, whether uh, family life, loss and grief, uh, whether uh, the lessons you were told and how you were raised, um, parental substance use, if you grew up with uh, parents for reasons of substance use or mental illness or other reasons were not consistent or reliable, um, then it, you may also have that fear of connection and companionship. Um, and so whatever the source of the stress or trauma you have as it relates to relating to other people, I want you to know those experiences happened. They affected you. And they are not the sum total definition of what relationship and connection is. 
They are a representation of what dysfunctional or unhealthy or toxic relationships look like. But that is not uh, the, the totality of what it can mean to relate to other people. And so uh, for some of you, the fear of intimacy has uh, led to you having very superficial or surface connections. For some of you, it has resulted in fear of commitment. And so um, as soon as someone wants to get serious with you, that makes them no longer attractive. So you are emotionally unavailable and you are attracted to the chase. You like pursuing people. And then once they slow down or stop or are ready to give that their hearts to you or really ready to take you in, that becomes too anxiety provoking for you. And so you run. Uh, for some, it shows up um, with this sense of needing to be perfect all the time, um, believing that to be worthy of love or care or support, uh, that you have to be on at every moment of the day. And um, not having space for uh, imperfection, not having space for your own full emotional life. Uh, for some of you, the fear of intimacy uh, shows up in you not expressing your thoughts or your feelings. Um, and so you are in friendships or relationships, but they really have no idea what you want or what you feel. Uh, and in circumstances like that, you may end friendships or relationships suddenly and, and people are taken by surprise, um, but you have been holding uh, concerns for a long time, right, without the other person knowing, but it has been mounting for you, which can uh, manifest itself as resentment and unfulfillment. Uh, we can also uh, see it show up in terms of difficulties with uh, sexual intimacy. Um, and so uh, intercourse can be painful or it can be uh, too anxiety provoking. You get uh, panic attacks uh, for some people only being able to be intimate when they're under the influence of uh, alcohol or other drugs. Um, and so it shows up in diverse ways. It can even show up uh, in intimacy that is very performance based instead of really being present. Right. So I may be pulling out all my tricks, all my skills, all my gifts, but I'm not really present in the moment in, in an emotional way. Right. My heart isn't any in it. Um, so I have dissociated, disconnected my heart from my body, my mind from my body, yes. And um, the ways in which this uh, show up can vary and it is important that we work uh, through those. And so uh, one of the things that we do as it relates to the fear of intimacy is accepting the fact that there are no guarantees, right? To just accept that as a reality uh, because some people will say, well, I don't want to open my heart to a person unless I'm 100% guaranteed this person is never going to hurt my feelings or this person is never going to break up with me or, you know, any of these false promises, right? So um, we can say like the trust should be there so that I don't feel that it is likely 
or I don't uh, see any evidence of this person being malicious toward me, or they have they are not uh, doing things to demonstrate um, that I need to be um, cautious or vigilant. Um, but uh, relationship is a risk. Friendship, companionship is a risk because we're dealing with other human beings just like we're human beings. So, you know, if you're honest with yourself, there may be people in your past that you liked at some point and then you didn't really uh, either want the friendship to continue or want the relationship to continue. And so a part of being human, uh, being a human being is that we can grow, we can change, we can make mistakes, we can develop from those mistakes, um, but that I decide within myself that even though it can never be a 100% guarantee, I have decided that the benefit of connection, companionship, friendship, being known, being heard is worth it to me, right? It is worth the risk of uh, revealing myself in order to have friendship right? If I never relate to anyone, if I never tell anyone the truth, uh, then I don't really have any friends. I have acquaintances, but I have not invited anybody into real friendship connection with me, right? So I decide to take the risk to share with people what I really think, what I really feel, some of the things that I have been through. I take the risk of sharing them, right? And the gift of it is there is a gift in uh, shattering silence. And I discover along the way that although I have encountered some counterfeits, while I have encountered some fake friends, I also have been blessed to experience some people who were genuine, to experience some people that were authentic, to experience some people that were accepting and loving and validating and that is the gift of it, right? So uh, to know it is a risk, but uh, when you connect with the right and real people, whether it is seasonal or for a lifetime, that those connections are a blessing, right? A blessing that is worth the risk of sharing your thoughts, your feelings, yourself. And then what? Well, what will also help with this fear of intimacy is giving yourself uh, compassion that many times we are afraid that we are not enough, right? We're afraid that if I show you uh, my weakness, if I show you my insecurities, if I show you my wounds, um, that you will take advantage of that or that you will uh, leave me or reject me um, because at my core, I might feel unlovable or unworthy. And so as I extend myself compassion for the hidden parts of my story, right? The parts of my journey that I rarely have ever talk about, the parts of my journey that I am embarrassed about, the parts of my journey that don't look so neat and clean and polished. When I really attend to those parts of my life, those parts of myself, and extend my self-compassion, it frees me up to be able to share the fullness of who I am, recognizing some people won't be able to handle it. And at the same time, I am not 
dependent on their response for my radical acceptance of myself. Yes, that no matter what they say or think or feel about it, you know, I am hopeful that they uh, will uh, stand by me, walk with me as I go through that. But even if they do not, I get to a place of freedom, of liberation, uh, where I accept me, I'm compassionate with me, and so I am coming out of hiding, hiding the aspects of myself that I and others have deemed unacceptable, right? And so that self-compassion is important. And then it is important to look at the past and begin to develop the gift of distinguishing the past from the present. So your parents showed you this, or your parents told you this, or your past relationships showed you that. And this person I am standing in front of is a different person. This is a different time. This is a different moment. And so I do not have to follow scripts that uh, were for characters who are not involved, right? Or I do not have to follow scripts that were not for this present moment. Perhaps that was my script last year, five years ago. Right. But what is uh, what is present? What is the present telling me? What do I choose to say to the present? And what are the areas of my heart, mind, body and spirit that I need to heal uh, so that I do not have to put old scripts on new circumstances? I do not have to put old scripts on new circumstances because I can see the past as the past, right? I can see the past as the past. I don't have to pretend it didn't happen, right? All of that did happen and it was painful and it hurt and you hope and I hope you never have to go through that again. And can you consider that the present moment is not your past? Can you just give yourself permission to consider that possibility that the past does not have to keep repeating itself, right? Now, it's different if I'm seeing patterns and signs and indications that this is a repeat of this former cycle. Um, but if that is not present, then I free myself. I free my new friends. I free my new partner. Um, or I free old friends and partners who have outlived the past, um, to be able to write a new script together. And then tuning into uh, your discernment and your inner voice. And I know this is a challenging one for those who have had um, a rough beginning because, you know, you can feel like the inner voice can lead you wrong because the inner voice is always saying, alarm, alert, run, 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 right? So needing to develop the capacity to check in with myself of am I being triggered? Am I being anxious or panicked because of my past? Or is there something in the present moment that is setting off my alarm, right? And you can develop that skill over time. It's not as easy as I say this one sentence and then you've got the skill, but the more you cultivate space, time, and permission of checking in with yourself, the more you will start to learn and have insight about, is this my past making me panic? Or is there something happening right now that is telling me to step back, right? 
And that's an important skill uh, to hone over time. And then I encourage you to think about uh, intimacy as a continuum, not as an either or. Right? When we think of it as either or, you may be saying to yourself, I'm no good at intimacy. Right? So you keep speaking that over yourself. You keep saying that and you keep believing it uh, versus recognizing there are different aspects of intimacy. There are different aspects of connection. And so the truth may be I am growing in my uh, capacity for intimacy. I am seeking to be more open to intimacy. I have made some progress as it relates to letting people in. I have made progress by sharing this thought or this feeling that in my past I would not have shared. And so really beginning to see uh, your progress along the way. And then the last one I will say is patience. That however old you are, you may have been locked into uh, this wall or this disconnection. And so to take uh, the wall down, to work through the fears um, is not an overnight process, but I see you, I honor you, and you're worth it. And authentic friendship is worth it. Good love is worth it. Beautiful companionship and connection are worth it. And so it will not be a perfect journey. Uh, it may have some stumbles along the way, as I mentioned, there are some counterfeits uh, that you may encounter, and I encourage you to continue to come home to yourself, recognizing and telling yourself the truth. So if a part of your authentic desire is friendship, connection, companionship, and you know you feel fear in those areas, to give yourself permission to work through the fears so that you can have the fullness of what your heart desires. I'm glad you all are here and I am glad for the friendships and connections that you have and that you will have, that you have now and that you will have. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home.